0: This week on The Empire Podcast, Cameron Crowe and Matt Damon buy a Sioux in We Bought a Sioux, Mark Wahlberg smuggles in Contraband in Contraband, and Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum jump over a street 21 times in 21 Jump Street. Hello Pod, I'm Chris Hewitt and you're listening to The Empire Podcast, your one-stop shop for movie news, reviews and incendiary views that will make you forget what you thought you knew. A quick shout out, first of all, to all of you who've been listening to the podcast so far you've made us the number one podcast, at least for a little while, on the UK iTunes store. Your feedback has been incredibly positive, particularly an iTunes customer called Doobie Duck who called us, and I quote, Giggling idiots who gave Attack of the Clones five stars. (laughs) Amazing. God bless you, sir. But you know, there's only one giggling idiot here who gave Attack of the Clones five stars and I think we've we've hauled over the coals of that one often enough in the past. Uh, this week, my cabal of giggling idiots includes a permanent pod fixture, Empire's Helen O'Hara. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. I'm in English today, not Martian.
0: <laughs> good, 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 good. Oh God, I giggled. Oh God. Uh, returning to the podcast is the walking carpet that is Ali Plum. How in the devil are you? I'm very, very well. Thank you. Excellent. That's good news. And making his pod debut is the editor-in-chief of Empire Online Mr James Dyer James feels like we're in the presence of royalty how dare you address me directly <laughs> <laughs> I looked at you sorry I shouldn't have looked at you my eyes don't eyes. make
1: eye contact oh
0: God. just scratch them out uh, as ever you can contact us in several ways via a Facebook page or Twitter where we're at Empire Magazine and the hashtag is hashtag which is alt 3 on most keyboards I believe Empire Podcast or you can email us at uh, podcast at empireonline.com and of course you've been getting in touch with us all week and thankfully most of you have been nicer to us than Mr Doobie Duck who made us all go off and have a little cry. Uh, <laughs> at piccolo135 who was on last week's show as well and's making a habit of this said Stage Alive draw, something off. Not sure how that'll work, mind, but it'll be tense stuff. <laughs>
1: um, it's one of yeah. those great ideas for sort of radio-like experience. Isn't it's fantastic,
0: it? yeah. It's uh, like having a look-alike competition on the radio. Uh, draw something, in case you don't know. It's a new iPhone app, du jour, and it will ruin your life. Uh, basically, you, you draw something, and then someone else draws something. It's like Pictionary, but across Wi-Fi networks. Uh, we could try it. but I don't think it would be terribly compelling, guys. No, nothing, no, Okay. At Lenny UK DJ got in touch with a very long hashtag that simply says John Carter simply doesn't suck okay agreed all agreed
1: I'm agreed definitely yeah. you know me I'm a, I'm yeah. a huge John oh. Carter like
2: James I, is not not so agreed you, i am be honest I'm in the dissembling camp when it came to John Carter a little bit okay. I wasn't wasn't too enamored with it you weren't uh, yeah okay fair enough
0: John farter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, that that was my verdict. I mean. yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, God. Doobie Duck's going to hate this. Uh, he's not listening anyway, Scroom. Uh At Cat Halo Movies says, Is 21 Jump Street four stars? Really? It looks balls. Love the show. Also. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll get to that. We'll get to that. And will. yes, uh,
0: not to you know, ruin the surprise, but Spoiler. yes, it is four stars. And no, it is not balls. Uh, also, she asked, What's your favourite 1991 movie? That's a bit of a random one, but uh, have you been researching this on the interwebs? I refuse to confirm or deny that I went onto Wikipedia and looked up some 1991 <laughs> movies
2: to uh, to find out what came out that year. Uh, so what came out that year? Uh, some phenomenal films, actually. Uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare in oh, 3D, like a fan oh, favourite. That yep, is pretty good. Is a- Highlander 2, excised from history, but in fact 1991. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Hulk Hogan's
0: movie breakout, <laughs> Suburban <Hulk> Commando. <laughs> come on! I once went to see that by accident. Please stop, please. <laughs> what were you originally going to see? I have absolutely no idea, but I went to my local cinema with a friend, and we paid to see the film, but we. Thought it was going to be because it was advertised on a cinema. I lived in a very small town in Northern Ireland and uh, they'd advertised a different film and <laughs> Silence we, of the Land. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. And we paid to see it, and Suburban Commando started and uh, and we watched it and I guess enjoyed it. I don't know. Shep I, Ramsey.
1: In fairness, you would have been very young.
0: <laughs> very, very young
2: indeed, yeah. I, I didn't see that cinema. I did go and see Double Impact which starred Jean-Claude Van Damme in not one but two of the main roles. That's the film, of
0: course, where Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, differentiates his performances between good twin and bad twin by simply (laughs) slicking his hair back, isn't it? That's the one, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Yeah, And uh, Helen, what's your favourite 1991
1: film? I'd probably have to go with Point Break. Uh, you know, surfers, Keanu, surfers. We should point Keanu. out
0: this was a year in which Silence of the Lambs came out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, Point Break stands up. Silence of the Lambs is a great movie, but I don't love Silence of the Lambs. I admire it enormously. Uh-huh. Okay. But Point Break is a movie that you can both admire and love.
3: And also has you know the best scene of a man drop kicking a dog uh, in the whole of cinema. Also so. true. Also well, that's well, we're not in. true. That's not true. We
0: d- we well, throws Anchorman. That in, Anchorman.
3: Saying. That's an accolade. <laughs> I wonder which is the better. <laughs> Come on, tweet. Still tell us what you think. That
2: I never went to see that sort of Culver City Amdram production of Point Break. You remember the
0: one? <laughs> I, I saw that. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. Live. That you yeah, about. Point Break yeah. Live. There's, Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, there, if you go to LA, uh, and I think Catherine Bigelow has actually gone to see this, and maybe Keanu Reeves as well. There is a fantastic ongoing live stage show adaptation of Point Break where they give you uh, basically a, a, a Mac to wear, not not the computer, but like one of those raincoat <laughs> things, before you go into to see the show, because you will get wet from water, not from over Anything excitement, else. Uh, but uh, it's it's a fantastic show. It really is good fun, and they they pick up, uh, they pick up, they pick out someone from the audience every show to play Johnny Utah. And the the, the time I saw it, some guy really fancied himself as Keanu. He was probably better than Keanu. So Keanu honest. went to see this. Did <laughs> this
2: he? Outrageous. Did he in fact get pulled out of the audience to play himself? No, I don't. That would have been did. quite. I don't
0: up. think he did. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Catherine Bigelow went to see it with Edgar Wright. So I think yeah. I've heard That's that as well. It's yeah. amazing. It is amazing if you can check it out but that's what i also point out that, uh, See they've never done a,
1: they've never done a live show of the Silence of the Lambs I'd just like to point th- that out Again you know. I'm
0: going to have to correct you there is indeed a musical <laughs> well. right now uh, off Broadway called Silence the Musical which is uh, written by the same guys who, who brought those magnificent Conan the, the Barbarian the Musical Oh yes and- Oh
3: Jay oh, J- and Al Yeah
0: John, John and Al That's and it. Uh, this week they did the Batman and Robin musical which is just hilarious Freeze yeah. yeah just fantastic if you can check it out too. so and so Silence the Musical is actually running well, right now We'll
1: see if it lasts as York. many performances <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it's Point
0: Break well yeah apparently it is fantastic but that's also point out that 1991 Terminator 2 Judgment Day was the highest oh. grossing film of the year amazing classic masterpiece Oliver Stone's JFK also came out that year so naturally my choice for best film 1991 is The Last Boy Scout uh, and is... you
1: slagged me off for <laughs> Point Break
0: no
2: no that's fair Outrageous. shout that's a fair shout. if you don't uh, consider Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country arguably the second best Star Trek movie <laughs> that
3: that was, is. I would agree with Wow! Very frankly, <laughs> there's,
0: there's two you're, people in this room. You're one of a first contact well, a guy. Yes, Is the uh, Maybe band. the yes. third. After what?
1: After well, Star if Trek. If you say the boy "time," you can just get out now. No, Star Trek and Wrath of Khan. No,
0: Wrath of Khan. Are you counting JJ? Oh, you
3: don't count. Why wouldn't
1: I count the reboot?
3: Imagine you're not a Star Trek fan. This will mean nothing to you. Um, we've also got Beauty and the Beast that came out in that year, ah. and Hot Shots, which is my favourite uh, by a long margin because I love watching movies where a woman uh, has a full English breakfast cooked on her belly. Um, don't we all? <laughs> I'm slightly weird in that, but
0: I don't care.
1: Hey, it's a, it's a small genre. <laughs> but a good I'm pretty one. sure the same
0: thing happens to Silence of the Lambs, actually. <laughs> um, oh. So I don't know at Cat Halo movies. Uh, I don't know if that you know tallied with your favourite film of 1991, but there you go. The Last Boy Scout. Uh, Hot Shots. What was it again? <laughs> it could have been any of them. I'm going to stick with Star Trek. Sorry. You're going to stick with Star
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Okay, and Helen, yours was... Point Break. Point Break. I'm beginning to agree with Doobie Duck to be honest <laughs> um, okay at BBC at expat says after seeing the Lone Ranger photo this week I'm sure Johnny Depp will make Tonto sound like Ozzy Osbourne that's not going to happen is it now just to put a little bit of context around this I don't know whether you've seen this but this is the the first official picture from Gore Verbinski and Jerry Bruckhammer's uh, reboot of the Lone Ranger and I think it took everyone by surprise it stars Armie Hammer as the Lone Ranger and Johnny Depp As Tonto, he has a little bit of, uh, I believe, Sioux blood in
1: him. Uh, Yes, there's some. some There's some. There's some. Yeah. So, uh,
0: and it was very, very interesting. He seems to be putting a different spin on Tonto. The same way that he uh, surprised us all with Jack Sparrow. His entirely, his face is entirely uh, coated in white makeup, and he has a crow (laughs) on his head. He does indeed have a dead bird, Uh, which I think, I think is surprised a lot of people and that this film is not going to be what they thought it might be more dead bird than they you know otherwise thought yes there certainly seems to be more dead bird but uh but it looks so fun. good it's you know, it looks, yeah. yeah
1: it looks kind of barmy and off the wall and i think you've you've clearly got army hammer playing this sort of straight up very kind of traditional looking hero yeah um and continually, Rugged, it, continually i would guess being undermined by johnny depp's sort of slightly weirdness you know, it's a little bit Dead Man meets, you know, uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> that, might, that might be heavy Almost certainly too what they were going
0: for. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, there does seem to be some sort of supernatural overtones to this, so perhaps, who knows, the Dead Crow will, will talk or something. But it, it does it does look very interesting. Gore got, got a lot of flack for the, the latter two uh, parts of his, parts of the Caribbean trilogy. But once you see the fourth movie, they look like masterpieces in comparison, has <laughs> to be said. But it's this great moment in that World's End, which is very, very much like a Sergio Leone film, where they're basically walking down a beach to a quasi-spaghetti Western soundtrack just looked and felt great and of course Rango yeah. was a wonderful western this weird gonzo western so hopefully the L- Lone Ranger can uh, follow in those footsteps I think so yeah with a great Johnny Depp performance perhaps Hooray. who knows who knows um at Darth Marenghi says it's imperative like Sir Kim Newman Sir Kim Newman I didn't know he was a knight
1: Let's just go with it, I'd say. Dark okay. night, if you will. A dark
0: night, indeed. Makes an appearance on the podcast as soon as possible. Well, we're working on it, but we do record during daylight hours, and that doesn't quite fit in with Kim's schedule for some reason. Very bizarre. Uh, okay, coming up, we have the weeks, and you should probably get your air quotes right now. News. But first, well, yeah, it's possibly the barmiest reader-made jingle yet. Have a listen, and if you're from the BBC's legal department, please don't sue us. I do kind of work for you guys. Here we go. Please.
3: That's not so much a jingle as a. (laughs) Do you think that Pirate Terry Wogan might be into this?
0: (laughs) All types of ths (laughs) 1138 Make it stop. I can't, 47 seconds long. let's fight out that's enough of that but there you go that was the third in our series of reader made jingles and that frankly scared the crap out of me Uh, that was from Micro Farad Melody Eel Uh, which is a fantastic name and a fantastic jingle. Do you think you can do better or perhaps even worse? Who knows? Send us what you've got, please, no more than 10 seconds in length that one sapped will to live to podcast (laughs) at empireonline.com. Right now, it's time to talk about the movie news. that has been keeping us awake and giggling like idiots all week long. James, let's pop your pod, Sherry. Uh, what have you got for us? Uh,
2: the news that tickled my fancy this week was um, <laughs> an idea that, uh, well, as so far as idea recycling goes, uh, certainly an interesting one, even for Hollywood. Uh, they've greenlit another movie, another movie. Based... No way,
0: Hollywood greenlights <laughs> a <laughs> yes, movie. Shocker. They've
2: greenlit a movie. It's astonishing.
0: <laughs> well, uh, no, that's another his movie. podcast done. We might as well go home. <laughs>
2: Based, based on the garbage pail kids, a full twenty-five years after they disappeared from playgrounds around the world. Does anyone? Does, do people know what garbage pail kids are? Did any of you collect so, them? No. The Did question here these? is:
1: Does Ali remember what they are? Ali's because like fifteen. Very, exactly. So if he doesn't know, <laughs> then the Ute won't know. You see. Ali, you're a
3: Ute. As Ute, do a you know member what they of, of uh, Youth Squad, um, I w- would casually say I have no idea. You have who literally they are. no idea who they are. Well. Um,
2: For those of us who were alive during the eighties, they were uh, they were were trading cards made by Tops. I myself gave up football eighty seven to start collect. Yes, I collected football cards at one point um, to start collecting these things. Uh, They were essentially a sort of legally dubious rip off of the Cabbage Patch Kids. Do you know what those are? Yeah, those sort of melon faced slightly sinister dolls that came with their own birth certificate.
0: Oh Um, I didn't know that there, there was a difference.
2: Yes indeed uh, Well in, where the Cabbage Patch Kids Were sort of these Sort of cutesome, Sprung out of the uh, Garden sort of Baby things The Garbage Pail Kids Were uh, sort of Gruesome parodies Where they'd be Eviscerating themselves Or you know, spewing bodily Fluids all yeah, over they, the they, place
1: they, there was, they were involved With like toilets And yes, you know Very garbage, bins. regularly like, Very regularly Rubbish bins And things like yeah. that
2: they came, well, they came in pairs, so there'd be there'd be one card with one picture, uh, but two variants, so there'd be one with a, a kid who's had a mushroom cloud coming out of his head, and his name was Adam Bomb, they were puntacular, oh, good. But, good. but Blasted Billy was the alternate one,
0: oh, which was very instantly good.
2: very okay. rare, and I had that Did one. Did you ever complete very, your yeah. set? Uh, I completed seasons one and two before giving up. Uh,
0: they're probably worth money now. Okay. If,
1: if you're wondering, if you're wondering at this point, who's the nerdiest member of the AMO staff?
0: I'm <laughs> um, showing my colours here. Yeah, a little um, bit. Yes. The no. guy who claims a Star Trek six. the
2: undiscovered. Shut country. your face! It's <laughs> unbelievable, and there are Klingons in it, including Wolf's ancestor. Just shut your face. But okay. getting back to the story at hand, uh, yes. Garbage work It's not actually the first time that they've been on the big screen. Uh, Rod Amato, and if you've not heard of him, that's because it was the last thing he ever directed. Uh, made a film about them in 1987. What happened to him? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I did check. He did die, but not until 2000. 2003, so it wasn't this film that did him in. But yeah, it, it was it, it was pretty tragic. <laughs> it, had a, it had a lot of guys in huge sort of latex body suits, and only had about five different garbage pail kids in it. Uh, it was the quite movie lamentable. or his funeral <laughs> his funeral may well have had the Garbage Pail Kids there that's um, bizarre but yeah so they're, they're making a new one of those uh, the weirdest thing about this again I'm going into trivia here the Garbage Pail Kids were actually created by Art Spiegelman Helen you know who that is don't he you he
1: wrote the classic uh, holocaust uh, comic book graphic novel Mouse yeah. which is a, a fantastic and very moving book
2: Award-winning, very, award winning very Pulitzer yeah. Prize
1: winning I think and, uh, and yet also created the Garbage Pail Kids yeah, yeah
0: quite astonishing wow yeah. A man of many talents. Yeah, I yeah, know. He's diverse indeed. So are you excited about this? What, what form will the movie take? Presumably it's not going to be it's... about a kid making a sticker Honestly, album. Honestly, I haven't the first clue. I mean... <laughs> Thanks, James.
2: You've been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> We've got no, to move you back in the podcast Quite more seriously, often. though. What, I mean, what on earth is it going to be? No one knows who these... You know who these characters are no one really knows i mean ali has no idea what these are although am i right in saying that they've actually re-released these because tops actually cancelled these in the in about 88 i think shortly after they got sued by the cabbage patch people but they have come back
1: i know that the cabbage patch kids are back they're they're now available to buy again so i think it it, as nightfall as day The garbage Pail must follow.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I'm guessing animated, you know, CG, maybe a mix of live action. I mean,
0: who who knows? Or dares to dream? Financially, there's not a great track record when it comes to Topps trading cards being turned into films. Mars Attacks, which is probably Tim Burton's biggest flop by yeah. some by some distance. Aww. Although oh, that was film. film. I yeah, love that film. Uh, that was based on Topps trading cards. So <laughs> who knows? This may follow in their grotesque footsteps. Uh, garbage Pail Kids film. Who's attached? Director?
2: Oh yes, it's um. Oh, what is Jobs? Um, I've got it written down. In fact, here it is: uh, Adam Pezzapani Penny Pez, yes. the guy. Helen, the guy who's the- <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy that, who's doing the Geppetto, the
0: Geppetto film. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't know that. You don't know, know that. that. Okay, okay. okay. Well, thanks, James, that's, that's fascinating stuff. Uh, Helen, what have you got for this this week?
1: Um, I have the story of the the film that won't stop being remade: A Star Is Born. Um, this has <laughs> obviously been uh, there have been three or four versions of it so far. Judy Garland's been involved. Um, Chris Christofferson and Barbara Streisand did it. Now Beyonce's lined up to play the rising star, and they've been looking for a mentor for her. Uh, in the story of the film it's about a young star who is kind of mentored by an older more established person who kind of goes off the rails Um, love story but a bit of tragedy in there as well this one's being directed by Clint Eastwood Beyonce's Mm -hmm. been lined up for ages to star in it but the whole inconvenient pregnancy thing you know put things back a little bit now the rumour has it everybody has been attached to this film Leonardo DiCaprio has been mentioned who seems weirdly young to be acting as a much older more experienced mentor to Beyonce but anyway uh, you know Hugh Jackman's been mentioned Will Mm -hmm. Smith um but now it looks like Tom Cruise might no be way. in line to do it. Yes way. My God. So, uh, so you know, it kind of makes sense in terms of, you know, if you're looking for a big star to mentor Beyonce, let's get one who's bigger than she is. Mm-hmm. And that narrows down the list considerably yeah. uh, to like three people. Um, and uh, yeah. What and mean? so if, if all goes well, it could actually move soon. Wow.
0: Well, how soon? You know, soon. Okay. I'm not going to you don't know do it. you? No, I don't. Okay, so this would be the uh, the second musical for Tom Cruise. A Tom cruise if you will.
1: Indeed, after Rock of Ages, which is due out this summer.
0: And uh, I believe Jack Reacher one-shot is going <laughs> <laughs> to Might as well. Please um, don't
1: start that rumour. You'll get death threats yeah, to both ma- us and him. Can you,
0: can you imagine? Uh, yeah, this could be quite interesting. Reacher
1: mean, sang nothing. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> we, uh, we heard, didn't we, in the Rock of Ages trailer, Cruise's voice, and he's playing the same character in uh, that... Shane they Ward is playing he, in the see something? Yes. yeah. The Shane Ward is playing in the current West End musical, which he which takes place it. every night, a stone's throw from the Empire offices. It does uh, yes, with Justin Lee Collins. Um, yeah, uh, so his voice is good. We think it's okay.
1: I think he'll be all right. I think he's uh, yeah. He's got the the talent for it. He's he's um, you know.
0: But he's going to be able to Squeezed himself Beyonce, into the jeans. One of the greatest well, voices of the 21st century. He won't century. necessarily
1: be singing in A Star is Born. He may be like, it may be about, I think it's about a Hollywood. Okay. Rather than the musical side. You don't think they've, this they've is a musical? They've done this film both ways. You don't think this
0: is a musical this way? Oh, I'm sorry, no, I don't think it is. Ah, necessarily. okay. So you should have mentioned that. I probably beginning. should have. I apologize. See, I thought it was a musical.
1: Well, now we've cleared it up. Are
0: we sure it's not musical? Because the, the presence of Beyonce would indicate that there might be a musical. But she element. also acts. She does. She has been alleged to act. And in, <sighs> in the. What I've seen Pink Panther and he's right. Yeah, no, she, she's pretty. She's pretty good in that. And Austin Powers and Goldmember. And I'm struggling to remember some of her more indelible Dreamworks. performances.
1: Dreamworks. Dreamworks. Yes, <laughs> Dreamworks. She starred in
0: every film. Which Dreamworks. Was was a I've ever musical. Done. Um, yeah, she was fantastic in Dreamworks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's not musical. No, I think, it's,
1: I think it's about uh, the Hollywood because it's been done both ways it's been done about it Hollywood has, yeah. uh, established star and it's all, also been done by a musical established star I think this one is about the Hollywood side of things
0: I'd quite like to see a musical version of this way. Clint Eastwood directing a musical his age that'd be, that'd be awesome it'd be all like Bing Crosby numbers <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think we can trust Clint Eastwood of all people to kind of yeah. innovate as he goes it'd he's probably be, be a jazz musical wouldn't precisely it he's into his jazz so. that'd
0: be awesome and of course yeah. he starred in a musical didn't he in the 60s you know Paint Your Wagon so it'd be quite interesting to see him direct one uh, yes. I've got a smile on my face.
3: Yes, I would love to see that
0: happen. I just love the idea of Plint singing. Very much. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, what's He's that? clearly
1: never seen Paint Your Wagon <laughs> or heard it.
0: Oh, yes, I have.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ali's going to kill us now. Uh, Ali, what have you got for us this, this week? Um, I've got something that may rile um, a few uh, out there. It's unbelievable. the interesting story of Braveheart coming oh. to TV. Really? Yes, that's right. Okay. Everyone's least favourite best Oscar
0: winner. That's, best best oh, best that's not true. That's harsh. Oh really? That's mega harsh. Oh,
1: really? Hello, <laughs> Hello
0: beautiful mind. Hello Chicago.
1: Hello Forrest Gump.
0: It's yep. time for a separate podcast. It may well be but come on Braveheart's a great film. It's yeah, certainly a long Braveheart film. Braveheart
1: sees all the Celts ganging up on the English. It's total wish fulfilment.
3: We are slightly outnumbered here, Ali. Yeah, I'm feeling very English right now. (laughs) Anyway, it's being made by STV, um, who you may or may not know are Scottish, and they are using the opportunity, they've said so themselves, this isn't me just presuming it, to capitalise on the upcoming Scottish independence vote and make a a kind of prequel to Braveheart. Uh, So before he actually gets down to fighting Longshanks, there's going to be lots of political stuff going on and it is as, as as silly as that uh just a tv show by stv but this being not hbo it's gonna have presumably lower budget you're Absolutely. essentially saying this is snp propaganda i'm not saying that i'm just saying they're capitalizing on it
1: he's inferring it i, I see
0: yeah. there's a distinction it. i don't know lower production values have you seen tiger it's amazing <laughs> so if they can bring the same magic that they brought to tiger to braveheart the, the braveheart the show then it, it, who knows it could be a, it could be amazing who could possibly fill the shoes the, the kilt if you will of uh, William Wallace I have no idea who
3: could pretend to be William Wallace and also get that right balance of totally historically inaccurate but feel good fun
1: <laughs> yes I was about to say when you said uh, fill the kilt uh, well naturally that's an amusing phrase but also if Kim were here hmm. he would point out that uh, Braveheart was wearing a kilt 500 years too early and uh, painting his face blue a thousand years too late um, and he'd want us to mention that it, it really is like some like a, a, somebody wearing a space suit with, you know, a bowler hat and a wrap, <laughs> you know, so. Wow. So
0: every week he's going to go into a different shop and come out <laughs> dressed as someone
2: else. But we uh, know that that's exactly what William Wallace looked like because there's a statue of Mel Gibson in Scotland. There
1: well, is indeed. Okay yeah, then. <laughs> that's right. and, so,
2: and
0: it's set in stone. So, so uh, Gibbo, as we like to call him <laughs> at Empire, is not, is not involved with this, nor is Randall Wallace who, who wrote the original Braveheart.
3: Um, it's drawn from an idea by Kent Dallian and Sioras Wallace, apologies for getting that wrong, who worked on Mel Gibson's uh, original Oscar winner. But it's not, you know, official in terms of male being involved, um, either as a director or as an actor, so he won't be involved, will he? No, not at
0: all. Okay. I think
3: he'll kind of cast it aside.
0: That's interesting. It'd be interesting to see if some people from the original film came back. You know, maybe uh, maybe Brendan Gleeson might be in it. We can but dream. We can but dream. That would, that would give it the seal of approval, wouldn't it? I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. I don't think I'm going to watch it, to be honest. Yeah, but... not, nor
3: do I. I think it might uh, kind of edge into the Spartacus territory of being totally, you know, guts and gore and boobs and violence. In which case, it's <laughs> not going to be... You say that as if it were a bad thing. Yeah, I kind of do. Um, but I just don't think it's going to work on... Scottish TV, really. Because they don't like guts and gore and boobs and violence. Well, there's a certain... I
2: don't
1: know, have you been on have you been Glasgow on a on night? I was Friday about to say, nights, I've, I've been know? to
2: Scotland. <laughs> I can confirm that's not the case.
0: All right, we just lost a Scottish demographic. <laughs> uh, and on that bombshell, we have the week's movie reviews coming up right after this. I hesitate to use the word jingle. Empire cast Empire cast before we get into the reviews it's competition time last week oliver hutton won two tickets to the hunger games premiere which at the time of recording takes place tonight at the o2 but at the time of listening took place on wednesday at the o2 so congratulations to him this week we have three blu-ray die hard quadrilogy that's right quadrilogy a made-up word box sets to give away it features die hard the greatest action film ever made Die Hard 2, Die Harder, which is a sequel to the greatest action movie ever made, <laughs> Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is pretty good, and Die Hard 4.0. Um, it, it's courtesy of a good jumps at 20th Century Fox to stand a chance of winning a box set. Simply answer this stupidly easy question. Complete John McClain's famous catchphrase Yippee Kaye! I just like the idea of loads of. People I was about to say we've just gone on to the mature word. rated yeah, uh, absolutely. category on iTunes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, because they won't be saying it, James. They'll be emailing it in, I don't think. They... I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, so you this know, This
1: might confuse people who have only ever watched it on TV and, and it's been edited out. UPKA
0: Muddy Funster. Yeah, we'll be getting a lot of melon farmers and muddy funsters. <laughs> but, you know, just email me your rude words to uh, podcast at empireonline.com. We'll choose a winner and dispatch your box sets as soon. To so whoever as gets past possibly. the spam filters. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And with that out of the way, it's time to prep you a lot your cinema going weekend. And I'll start off with We Bought A Zoo, which heralds a long-awaited return to the director's chair of the great Cameron Crowe. His first film since a much-maligned Elizabeth town is based on the true story of Benjamin Mee, a freelance journalist who'd somehow despite being a freelance journalist, had the money to buy Dartmoor zoo and had to contend it with saving it from closure while coping with the tragic death of his wife. The action has been relocated to America for the film which sees Matt Damon play Benjamin Mee with Scarlett Johansson as a comely colleague. So what did we think,
3: Ali? This is not Jerry Maguire, but it's also not Elizabeth Town. It's kind of in the middle. There's a lot to like. A lot of the characters, especially Matt Damon's uh, Benjamin Mee, are brilliant. And there are those lovely little flashes, those little touches of Crowisms that come along every five minutes or so. You're almost always enjoying yourself. But if you find certain parts of Crow's sentimentality a touch too much at times, Mm. you might want to steer away from it. It's also a little too long. Um, which is a shame because there's a lot to be said about it um, in terms of the good acting and you know these touches I've mentioned but even the best movie can go on a bit too long and this certainly does. Elle Fanning uh, plays uh, the love interest of Benjamin Mee so Matt Damon's uh, character's son Um, and she's absolutely adorable I I honestly think she's going to be she's only 13 now she's going to be huge. She's
1: she's insane I I interviewed her for Super 8 last uh, last year and she's insanely bright and Pulled together and sensible. And she's El going Fanning, to be is that like massive. El Guapo? Uh, that would be like Dakota's little sister, but yeah. otherwise, very similar to El Guapo. She did actually have a plethora of piñatas in the corner as I interviewed
0: Is her she to. infamous?
1: Yes, which is even more than famous.
0: Amazing. <laughs> uh, if you are an
3: Almost Famous fan, you will um, be pleased to see uh, Patrick back uh, with a monkey on his shoulder. Uh, he Patrick plays Fugit. Patrick Fugit. Okay. Uh, he plays one of the um, zookeepers alongside the two. Mm-hmm. It's also got this problem of possibly being incredibly simple plot-wise. So they have to save this um, failing zoo, mm-hmm. and they've got to do it on basically no money, and they've got you know just a few weeks to do it. Will they do it? Yes. yes. Will, yes, they, will, yes will, do will they
2: it. buy the zoo? Is this what you're saying?
3: Well, it's funny. Do they buy the zoo? Yes. They also Spoiler. They say the phrase, we bought a zoo three times. <laughs> it's a bit of a bugbear of mine when I watch a film. Did and they, they look go, at the camera
0: afterwards? Uh,
3: <laughs> they wink and do a kind of fantastic Mr. Fox. Click, click. They say that three times. And there's also one line uh, which I promise you this is said in the movie. Someone says to Matt Damon, after they've kind of saved everything, thank you for saving the animals. Not an ounce of irony they just oh, say right. it
0: Cameron Crowe is a very very sweet straight down the middle kind of guy absolutely and I, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that that's, that's, that's fine and Matt Damon is very very much the same so I'm I'm looking forward to this film I, ha- I have to say and uh, we should point out of course it's not really his first film since Elizabeth Town because he directed uh, PJ 20 the Pearl Jam documentary from last year that's true um, which was great I remember once uh, saying to John Landis on the set of Broken Hair this is your first film for over a decade and he went what no come on I directed these movies he directed a couple of documentaries which mm. I hadn't included included and in, you know I said, no, I and so I had to backpedal and go no feature films feature films but uh, he has directed since and naturally being a great music enthusiast I imagine the soundtrack is pretty good
3: very good um, it's got John Z um, I never quite know how to pronounce that but he is the lead singer from Sigur Rós mm-hmm. uh, you will know his music from the very end of Vanilla Sky when they're well I won't spoil it for you haven't seen it but he's at the end of that um, so he scores most of the film but you've also got some Bob Dylan uh, in there and a lot of other kind of Cameron Crow touchstones to enjoy um, so look forward to that even if you don't necessarily enjoy the film you'll love the music fantastic um,
0: great and uh, Empire gave her three stars so we're yes. all happy with that That's mm. sounds good good recommendation uh, one quick thing about Benjamin Mee he actually did buy the zoo in real life he's a freelance journalist apparently now I'm a journalist I can't buy a zoo I can what who's he working for you can't buy a cat I can I can't afford a can I? Maybe he legally. They would, they Maybe he just die. bought Zoo. <laughs> Maybe he did. Yeah. Just loads of copies of Zoo. Um, okay. Interesting. uh If you are uh, employ Bench with me, please, please give us a call because <laughs> I love to you guys. Um, next up, we have Mark Wahlberg and his fists, or the Funky Bunch, as he likes to call them, do his best Liam Neeson impression in contraband. The artist, formerly known as Marky Mark, plays a family man with a dark past. He used to be a smuggler. <gasps> God damn it. And when his wife's screw-up brother makes a huge mistake like Job and Rested Development, Wahlberg finds himself drawn back in for one last job. Sounds pretty straightforward, is it, James? Uh, it is. Uh, if
2: you only watch one former criminal comes out of retirement for one last job film this year, then, uh, well, Contraband <laughs> might as well be it. Um, <laughs> might as well. It, it might as well. No, it's pretty decent. It's it's put together by a Icelandic director, balthazar Kormakur, uh, who produced the uh, Icelandic thriller that it's actually based on. Which yes, is, uh, this is a remake of. Yeah, regular of Rotterdam. Um, but no, it's really good. I mean, it skips along at a fair old trot. Um, it's quite a down-to-earth kind of realistic vibe it's got going on,
0: not like, you know, something like Fast Five, as I think we pointed out in the review. It strikes me um, that this movie is... Is one of the many taken clones that have come along in the last few years? Is that fair to say?
2: No, honestly, not
0: really. Uh, It's it's
2: not that kind of thing, and it—you know—it's certainly not like unknown, which basically had the exact same cover. And indeed, Liam Neeson. Yes, uh, as the same Liam Neeson as. Duncan. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. uh, but no, this isn't like that. I mean, it's 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 more of a sort of twisty turny thing. He's trying to get this money. He goes out. It all goes horribly wrong. He's got a little team of frankly utterly incompetent smugglers with him. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. I think honestly, the only thing, the only issue with it is, uh, Wahlberg's done this kind of you know hard man in a hard world. Thing so many times, he's got a little bit too good at it, to the point where he's actually more frightening than Giovanni Ribisi, who's the villain. And okay. in fact, when they meet each other at various points, he just beats the shit out of him, okay. uh, which detracts from the jeopardy
0: just a touch. Uh, but to that be fair, aside, it is quite easy to be more terrifying than the guy who plays Phoebe's <laughs> brother and friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong.
1: Well, what 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 they do to get around that, of course, is they have Giovanni Ribisi repeatedly. Terrorize uh, Mark Wahlberg's wife in the film, is played by Kate Beckinsale. Yes, herself. she has a really hard time of it. Honestly, fair play
2: to Kate for—I honestly think—being a shoo-in for the most thankless female role of 2010 or 2012, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's not two years old. She probably um, read the script
0: in 2010. She so. may well
2: have done. It's—it's um, it's astonishing. Literally, she exists solely to get—you know—slapped around at various points and okay. be
0: unable to. That's—that's uh, uh, that's, let's leave it there in case we venture too much into. into, into spoiler spoiler territory. Territory. It, it's territory Yeah,
2: a, I just felt—I felt quite bad for her.
0: Okay, but it's a good cast. It's got yeah, Caleb it's decent. Jones, it's got, got J. K. Simmons
2: in it as a sort really? of uh, yeah, as a drawling ship's captain. And I think it it is scientifically proven that he makes any film about a third better, so uh yeah.
0: <laughs> he's one of the twenty seven percent. He is indeed. He he's fantastic in it, so that's really good. So uh again this is a movie that we gave three stars to, it seems to be a is, very much yeah. a straight down the middle well kind a of look. week well worth a look on DVD or in cinemas what would you recommend
2: i I go and see it in the cinema
0: would why would you like to buy a, a, a ticket or smuggle yourself <laughs> in <laughs> if I smuggle myself into the cinema no I probably wouldn't uh, ok uh, other films out this week include the compelling documentary Bill Cunningham New York and the frankly terrible horror flick The Devil Inside but the last movie that we're going to shine our film flashlight on is 21 Jump Street in which Jonah Hill who also co-wrote and Janine Tatum play hapless undercover cops who go back to high school to try to bust up a drug ring. It's a big screen version of the Johnny Depp 80s TV show and never really looked like it would pull up any comedy trees but at Cat Halo movies it's one of the most pleasant surprises of the year isn't it Helen?
1: It is actually yes I went in sort of hoping for not rubbishness and and uh, was was more than pleased because it's actually really genuinely properly good. Um, so uh, Channing Tatum's having a bit of a moment at the moment. He's got five films out this year. This is actually number three already. Believe it or not, we've all, mm-hmm. already had The Vow and Haywire, um, and uh, and he's got really good kind of comic chemistry with Jonah Hill. The two of them make a believable pairing. The idea is that in high school they went to high school together. Um, they didn't get along because Jonah Hill was the geek and Channing Tatum was the jock, and they sort of, he sort of bullied him. But they've become friends since because in in police academy. I mean, they realised that, you know, Jonah Hill was doing very well on all the, the mental tests, let's say, and Channing Tatum was doing awfully well on all the physical tests. So Price. they kind of coached each other through and have become th- friends. Aww. So isn't that nice? Very good. Um, but what's, what's really good about the, the film is it doesn't sort of shy away from the fact that its premise is completely ridiculous. It embraces that. <laughs> it embraces the fact that it's a, a reboot of an old TV series massively Um, and it starts off you know going for the kind of the easy laughs to get everybody kind of loosened up there's a lot of swearing in the first sort of 20 minutes um, using I know gosh it, it shocks me but using that to get you know people just kind of loosened up going for some nice laughs but just as you think to yourself I'm so sick of them using bad words as punchlines. They kind of stop and they get a bit cleverer. OK. And, and it's just a really warm-hearted, likeable comedy in the way that something like you know a Superbad or an Anchorman or one of those is, is good.
2: And plus it has two policemen dry humping a handcuffed suspect. So you know, that's always nice.
1: <laughs> well, that's what you look for. It is indeed in what film. I
2: look for. Did anyone catch the Wilhelm scream? In 21 Jump Street? Anyone no. Cancer? No? No. When one of the bikers goes under a truck. Do, do people know what a Wilhelm scream is? Explain what for a uh, Wilhelm I will, scream uh, a is. A Wilhelm scream is this. There we go. That is a Wilhelm scream. It's a stock sound effect from the 1950s, mm-hmm. uh, originally recorded for a film called Distant Drums, but dug mm. out of the archive by Ben Burtt. The uh... sadly
0: it wasn't recorded by someone called Wilhelm scream, which would be amazing. No, it was. I've long wanted to see a character in a film called Wilhelm scream. No, that's it's
2: called that. Ben Burtt actually called it that, I believe. So the story goes it's... because uh, it's it was originally filmed uh, originally used for a guy being eaten by an alligator, but then a guy in another film of the 50s gets shot by an arrow, Private Wilhelm, okay. uh, and that's where. Ben Ben Burtt found it and uh, he really liked it
0: and he dropped it into all the Star Wars films I think of oh, so the Indiana yes, Jones it's, no, a, it's, it's a running, uh, everywhere, everywhere now I heard it's in the raid yeah. at a certain point People uh, just ch- it's become like an, an in-, in joke in, in Hollywood it has uh, I imagine there's probably some sort of supercut video of, of all the Wilhelm screams uh, yes it's so, astonishing so that's your favourite thing about. <laughs> that, that's history. my favourite thing can, um, can
2: someone work that into the the jingle for next week please I, be, yeah uh, please
0: do that uh, would be uh, awesome podcast at Emperor Online for your Wilhelm scream jingles Um, I have to say that this movie is intriguing to me because it's directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller who are making the leap from animation to live action that Andrew Stanton made recently, uh, last week, and Brad Bird. Bird successfully, clearly?
1: I think so, I think so. It, it it just works very well. It's a really nice mix of kind of heart and plot. And, well, the plot's a bit scatty and all over the place, but in a nice Anchorman-y, we were improvising as we went sort of away. And it's also... directed with Chantamie Balls just to... Which is terrific. Yeah. And if you haven't seen it, and you probably haven't because nobody went to see it, <laughs> you should see it. Um, but also what's, what's nice about it is it kind of uh, messes with some of the cliches of all the high school movies. So the cool kids in this high school are the hyper-tolerant, you know, environmentally friendly... Uh, well-behaved kids not the sort of crazy you know knockabout kids and I just thought that was very okay. very amusing. Uh,
0: does it have the surreal air that Cloudy has?
1: Yes a little bit but not to the extent that Cloudy with the Chance of Balls did.
0: Okay. There's a talking ice cream in it. <laughs> Spoiler. must <laughs> be a holdover from Cloudy but uh, how's Jonah Hill because this this seems uh, and he said it's not but it seems to me that it is almost the last hurrah for him as Jonah Hill, the Jonah Hill we knew from Superbad, the guy who came through, did a lot of comedies, and now obviously he's been oscillating for, uh, for Moneyball, he's mm. kind of reinventing himself as a serious actor with range and depth, and maybe this is the last time he's actually going to be balls to the wall
3: funny. Uh, personally, I don't like Jonah Hill generally, I find him a little too much. I know, I know, I know, I didn't, I found him a little too much in Superbad, in fact, generally I thought Superbad was a little too much, that's <laughs> by the by, but Are Jonah you- Hill in this was throughout enjoyable. I mm. thought he was likeable and funny and kind of wry and also a bit dumb at the same time. He has some of the best jokes in it. And also, there's no one person you go, oh, well, he was brilliant. Um, they were all good and there were loads of jokes constantly. Uh, you will yeah. find it hard-pressed not to be amused.
2: I, honestly, I think you're right. I
3: think he was great. I thought
2: Tatum was actually really the standout in this. Day. Oh, mean, okay. He, the man is a walking sirloin steak, but he's fantastic. <laughs> no, seriously, he's really, really funny in this. Yes. He has incredible range as a sort of comedic actor. Really sends himself out well. And just it, no, he's really, really good. Fantastic. So watch it for him. Yes, Brilliant. Channum,
0: do. do well. Um, so, what else has he got coming up? He's got GI Joe Retaliation. He's got GI
1: Joe Retaliation and Magic Mike, which he sort of co-wrote, I believe, for Steven Soderbergh, and mm-hmm. it's the film about um, male strippers. So. Um, obviously I'll be probably sending someone else to see yeah this, yeah certainly. absolutely no you, won't, you won't be glued to that one it's got Matthew no. McConaughey
0: it's got uh, Matt Bomer it's got Matt what? Matt <laughs>
1: Who are these Hang people? On, let, me, let me
0: just check the spelling of that. Yes, B O M E R, Matt Bomer, Matthew McConaughey, Channing Tatum, Hunky Mc, McFish Lips. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love know. that guy. <laughs> He's great. He's fantastic. And Wilhelm scream all in major roles. Wow. So it should be good. Should yeah, be. Well,
1: uh, it doesn't sound like my sort of thing.
0: Tons of abs on display. Um, okay. Uh, well, there you go. At Cat Halo Movies, you have your answer. Twenty One Jump Street is four stars, and it is not utter balls and that is it for this week's episode of Giggling Idiots Who Gave Attack of the Clones 5 stars join us next week for more giggling film related fun when we'll be joined by a cavalcade a cavalcade I tell you Ooh. of cracking special guests including Ardman legend Peter Lord oh yes and the one and only Ah, oh, this is amazing Terence Stamp and if you think that means we'll be calling this a sodcast then yeah you know us too well until then though it's pod bye from Helen bye pod by from James <laughs> And paw bye from Ali. How could I? Oh. (laughs) Screw you, James. Bye. That's a (laughs) Wilhelm sigh. Uh, And of course, paw bye from me.
2: Paw bye!